Ah, it's so nice to feel a bit of sunshine and warmth on my skin. Oh, we've had some very cold days. Uh, but today is a good day. It is 19 degrees Celsius. I even opened up the windows so that some of that heat may warm up the rest of my house. <laughs> That's a downside of an older house like this. It, it cools down very quickly, heats up also very quickly. But I'm glad that I'm in the sun and stepping out. The noise that you hear is not coming from another of my renovations. They're renovating actually the nearest supermarket. This is where I usually go for my groceries. They completely emptied the entire uh, surface of the supermarket and they're gonna rearrange things. They're not even going to expand anything from what I've heard. They're just gonna make a different, like shuffle things around so that it, I don't know, works better for their clients. And uh, it's gonna take, I think like three or four weeks. So I have to temporarily migrate to another more expensive supermarket, but hey, oh well. <laughs> By the way, that, that would be one of, one of the topics of this walk that I would like to discuss with you. Shuffling things around, rearranging the furniture, and when to do that, and when to maybe change stuff back again. <laughs> but let me first begin by giving you an update on how, how I'm doing health-wise. So last week I shared with you that I was struggling with fatigue, um, and I didn't know where it came from, but it was pretty um, impactful. I, I would say there were days that I, especially in the afternoon after lunch, I would get so tired that I had no choice but to uh, to go to bed. And I would sleep a couple of hours and then usually in the evening I would find a bit new energy. And uh, um, I'm, I've, I've, I've got a good day right now. And I think it may be because I've made some changes. Um, so I've, I've looked at so what changed over the past couple of months uh, in my lifestyle that could explain this, this heavy fatigue uh, of course, the most obvious reason could be that it is still part of the long COVID thing. Um, but there could be other factors as well, because I've had this before, at least three or four times in the past. And then usually when I went to the doctor, it turned out to be either a vitamin D deficiency or a vitamin B12 deficiency. That, that, wasn't, that was never really uh, proven, but... It was a strong feeling that I had, and I countered that by um, by stopping to be a being hello, <laughs> by uh, by stopping to uh, live a vegan lifestyle, which I had done for about a year and a half. I think I don't know. I remember I remember running a marathon as a vegan, and it, that has nothing to do <laughs> with like an ideological choice. Uh, it was more of a like a, a Lenten challenge that got out of hand <laughs> for 40 days. I, I um, choose, chose to, to uh, live a vegan lifestyle and then I actually really liked it. <laughs> and so I just continued it, not realizing that probably during that whole extended time, uh, my vitamin B levels or vitamin B12 levels, levels were getting so low that at one point they're just depleted and then you get that heavy fatigue. So, uh, and, and I remember that at the time, the way I turned that around was by starting to eat meat again. 
not much, but every day a little bit. And that I think within less than two weeks, I started to feel better. I had more energy and I felt like I was back in the land of the living. And that's the change that I just recently made. Started to consistently cook with meat again. And, uh, well, yesterday and the day before yesterday, not much changed. I was still tired. But today, I feel just like old me again. So, I don't know. Here's hoping that it will stick. I, I kind of want to try this out a little bit uh, before I go to the doctor. Because maybe this is, this is the solution. If next week I still have the same uh, bouts of fatigue... Then yes, of course, I will go and see my physician. But for now, so far, so good. And uh, I'm glad because I need my energy <laughs> to, to rearrange some stuff. Um, there's, there's work to be done. And uh, I'm heading towards the woods. I actually just came back from a walk after lunchtime because the weather was so nice. But I didn't take my recorder with me. Instead, I listened to... Um, a piece of audio feedback that uh, Cliff Ravenscraft sent me. Um, he is a, a good friend, as you know, and also a long-time listener to my stuff. And he, because I always ask you for feedback, and I really appreciate the guidance that I get from the community, um, he decided to also send me feedback, because he's not part of the Discord community where I usually get some feedback. And he wanted to speak his mind on a couple of the th changes that he had uh, perceived and um, I have to say that I wholeheartedly agreed with everything he said and it's so funny that sometimes you need friends to tell you something that you already know but it's just to hear it from someone else kind of liber frees you up to kind of follow your instinct um, and it had all to do with um, the reason that the reason that people started following me and started listening and it's, it's uh, um, kind of out of, there's a mix of kind of a, a, the opportunities that I, that I discovered once I started to branch out on TikTok. And I was like, okay, so how do I bring those people in in a certain way? How can I bring them into the community? Maybe I should start to produce more like of an incentive for them to join uh, the Patreon, for instance. Um, and it was also fear. Fear of getting into financial trouble over time because what I'm currently doing uh, since I don't have the television work anymore is just not bringing in the, the funds that I need to uh, to pay the bills at the end of the year. Thankfully we do have a reserve but of course as you know if you are constantly in, in a situation of deficit then those reserves are going to melt and are going to disappear over time um, and Cliff noticed that I was in this scarcity mindset and I think he was right about that it's this idea that well there's not enough not enough resources not enough time so I have to somehow reduce the 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 use of resources so I'm just going to lower the heating I'm just going to stop eating meat I'm going to work even harder, be even more efficient, and then that just becomes this rat race towards the bottom. Those are my words, by the way. Um, instead of starting with the question, so what do you want? 
what do you want to accomplish? What is your goal? And how can, how can I fund that in a way that won't eat up all my time <laughs> and, or costs too much of my energy um, and resources that are much better used for um, the, the things that you really want to do? Now, all these things... And, and then, of course, uh, he also noticed that kind of the tone of voice of my shows had, had changed because I was going to do the, the walk as a video project. And then, of course, that changes your, the way of producing this. And, uh, it's, I, and that, that was immediately perceptible. And, I've, you know, I've noticed that too. I tried. The, the one thing I like about this <laughs> about this project was I was trying something new and oftentimes to realize what you have and what you do well you sometimes have to change things a little bit try something out and see if it if that's what you really want and I think that um, the reason that I wanted to do more with video is this longing to to be a visual storyteller in addition to being a podcaster the question the, the next question is of course should you then take what you already did in audio and force that into a video format and i think i've done this for about a month and i've realized yeah it was a good exercise it was a good like pilot but this is not this is not what i want um <laughs> i i love doing the videos but the walk is just a, so, such a different animal it's long form. It's kind of an audio journal. What's going on in my life? Um, what am I struggling with? Stuff that people can relate to, but it requires a bit of time to expand upon it. Plus, it's very personal. Once you do video and you step into that mindset of it has to be useful, it has to be educational, then you lose that personal aspect of it. You, you lose that free flow. And you start to create something that is more, more planned, less spontaneous, and thereby it kind of loses its charm. <laughs> it's an art to be very personal. These kids are cleaning their, uh, their green, what is it, uh, uh, natural waste container here on the street. <laughs> so it smells very bad right now. Um, but uh, uh, it's... What I hope to uh, accomplish over time is to be just as personal on video as I am in, on, on, with audio or in real life. Um, but I was trying to go too fast and, and, and I was also <laughs> maybe choosing the wrong, the wrong uh, approach to, to doing this. And this brings me to something super important. Um, and that is... And I've, I've been experimenting with this at home. I'm finally in the woods. Oh, thank goodness. For some reason, when I'm recording podcasts and there's all this traffic noise, it's so grating on my ears. Whereas here, it's calm. It smells nice. Fall's beginning. Oof. I love it. Immediately puts me in a different mindset. So anyway, um, what was I saying? <laughs> I was talking about changing stuff yes yeah, so um recently i've been rearranging some of my rooms i wanted to get my bedroom back that was a big one because i've been using it as a chapel for to stream the masses and on sunday and 
I was just fed up with not having uh, my own bedroom and having to camp out basically in my Lego room. <laughs> it was a little bit more than a mattress on the floor, but that was about it. And now I, I rearranged everything. I like it so much better. But, and it's even better than it used to be. And that's often how I work. I, I need to see it. Um, I have this issue also with the website. So um, the, we're working on uh, doing a, upgrading the website, making it a little bit more modern and more secure. Let's be honest, the, the current website is not, uh, not well-maintained right now. But I cannot work in a way that I describe exactly. So this is what the front page should look like. This is what I want on this page. And then hand it over to a web builder. That's just not how my brain works. I need to see it. I need to try stuff out. And then I was like, either I, I'm thinking, hmm, I like this. Let's keep this. Or I'm like, oh boy, this is terrible. Let's just control all delete and start again. I have the same thing with editing. When I'm telling a story and I'm working on an edit, sometimes I, 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 I begin the story from a certain angle. And then after about 10 minutes, I'm looking at what I've, what I've edited. I think this, this, this is not it. This doesn't work. And then I begin again. And I often choose a totally different angle. And then all of a sudden, using exactly the same footage, it works. And it clicks. And it's like, yes, this is what I want. Um, so I'm very much trial and error based. Um, and I could only fully see if something works for me uh, if I can step back and look at what I've accomplished. Let me go to the left here and uh, avoid the open space where all the dogs are. I don't mind dogs, but I do mind them when they look at my recorder as if it is an animal that they can chase. <laughs> um, so I was rearranging uh, my living room as well, and it took several tries and several configurations, and then all of a sudden it clicked. It was like, yes, this is perfect. This is what I want. And, and it's so funny. I had that during the renovation as well with, uh, you remember I had this kitchen that we designed for my previous rectory, which it, we, we planned on, on building a kitchen in a, in a very long rectangular room with a certain co configuration of doors and windows. And then of course I had to move. And now I had to use those components to create a kitchen in a square, rather small, kitchen with just one window and three doors instead of one door and I was convinced just looking at what I had that it was possible to rearrange it and to kind of re reshuffle those elements so that it would fit and that it would be a good kitchen but it took weeks to figure out how but once I saw it and I, I was using the online kitchen builder of IKEA I was just moving around. Well, what if I put this oven here? And what if I stand with my back to the door? No, that's not good. That's not feeling right. There has to be a way. And then I just kept trying out. And then all of a sudden, it's there. And it's like, this is the kitchen that I almost that, that pre-existed. And I just had to find it. I just had to uncover it. And, um, and so, since this is the way that I kind of figure out what I want to do... This is also, unfortunately for you, why oftentimes there are so many changes in what I do. And I know that it drives some people crazy. 
It's like, why, why would you change that? I just like that. And you just started that. And now you're, you're throwing it away again. <laughs> what is this? And I, I know that that's the downside of it. The, the good thing is sometimes you have to change something to, to discover that you, can, that you can do it in a better way. And sometimes it will give you an insight as to why the previous configuration was much better than what you're doing now. And then the trick is, and that's, that brings me to what I wanted to talk about, is better change often, but, make to, but, but by, while at the same time making sure that you try to tweak it so that you're happy with it and that the people that you do this for are happy rather than just sticking like, oh, I'm just going to do this until the end of times. And so um, I, I really <laughs> think that in that way, I'm, I'm much more adventurous than I used to be. Um, I come from that mindset where, uh, from the early days of podcasting, where I would have tons of shows and would feel obliged to keep doing every single show, even if I didn't like it anymore. At one point, we were doing a, a, a podcast about, I think, Tintin at one point, and Farmville, like stupid browser game. And like, I can't stop now. We have a thousand listeners. I have to do this. But really, internally, I was like, this is totally nonsensical. Um, but now I don't have the luxury to do that anymore. And I've noticed that oftentimes it's better to just stop something because it will open up space, room, resources to do something else or to do what you already did, but do it better. Um, and that's kind of the point where I am right now. After this year, so much has been changing and I've been trying out stuff and figuring out. And it constantly came back to, to, <laughs> to bite me. <laughs> so I feel like, no, this is not it. This is not working. Like, give you some examples. This will sound very familiar to those of you that have followed me for many years because it's just a repeating process in a certain way. Um, I, I, so I, I started these TikTok videos and it started to really go viral. And not just once, but almost every video still goes viral. Um, and... And I was like, okay, how do I create a bond? First of all, I have to improve my videos. And so instead of doing a video every day, which originally was the plan, I started to take more and more time to perfect it. And instead of doing one video every day, I made a video every two weeks. And they would still go viral, but it felt different. And every time it was harder to make a new video because I felt like, oh, it's still not good enough. And then I got into that kind of perfectionism paralysis where I, I wouldn't do anything anymore for, for weeks because out of fear that, you know, that I cannot possibly match what I've done before in terms of quality. Um, what I totally missed is that TikTok, like any other social platform, is social. And so having eyeballs and having viewership or numbers in that respect is is interesting if it's the beginning of a relationship but what is much more important is how do you nurture that relationship how do you make friends and it's not by just 
putting out lessons as a teacher. Like here's this two minute video where I'm going to analyze the religious content of an anime. It's, that's, the, that's the first step. But as long as you keep continuing that first step, yes, you will grow in numbers, but the, the relationships will not advance. You need something else. I noticed that when I went live and I started to interact with the TikTokers, which was a lot harder because now all of a sudden you are kind of out of control of the conversation and you get so many different questions. And it's when you have a couple of hundred people trying to talk to you at the same time, it gets very frantic. (laughs) But I realized that in that one hour that I went live, I created a stronger bond with my audience and with all the videos that I produced beforehand. And so I'm now at the point where I think, why do I do TikTok? What is my true goal? It's not to explain Japanese anime. That's just the threshold entry point. But I want to make friends. It's a, it's a, it's a generation that I kind of miss in my world uh, that I feel is very valuable, has a lot of questions. I can't truly mean something to them. I already, I already mean more to them than I even realize, and I get that from their feedback. Um, but that's what it's all about. And so, what can I do that is feasible, that is also sustainable, that will nurture that relationship? Why? What's the difference between having half a million views of a video or two million views? Seriously. What's the difference? What is more important is with how many people can you forge a bond on a personal level that really helps them. Um, And that obviously will be only a small percentage of those, you know, millions of people that watch the videos. That's never been a problem. Hey, I thought I was out of dogs, but lo and behold, two big dogs are walking up to me. And they haven't seen my my windbreaker yet, my dead cat on top of my recorder. So they're not yet in hunting mode, but I'm hoping that they will turn to the left. Yeah, that sometimes, or is that just me? Like there's someone who's walking faster than you, who's coming up behind you, and you start to become like totally unfocused on what you were doing or thinking about. You're like... Oh. Provided these people turn left. If they don't turn left, I'm going to turn right. I don't want these people like breathing in my, in my neck. <laughs> it's so, I don't know. It's probably just me. So um, the relationship is what it's all about. And that is ultimately also what makes me happy. It's the feedback. It's the, the feeling that um, I can help people. And, and, and they give me through their questions and input and stories, they enrich my world and I get a better view of what's going on in people's lives. Because it, it should be two way, uh, both ways. Um, so that changes my idea of, of, of this whole approach. Like, is this about growing my, my Patreon community? Um, or, or is, it, is it about helping? And if I help, if I, if I put more focus, emphasis on this personal bond, then I'm sure, I'm convinced that 
some people will actually also want to support what I do because they benefited from it. And, and so they want other people to also have that experience. I think that's, that's the, the, the heartbeat of my community right now. It's like people that all, in, some, in one way or another, have been touched by the work that I do or through the work have been touched by the community or by what I was teaching them or how I make, made them feel or, or just entertainment. That's fine too. Um, but nobody, at least as far as I know, became a patron because, um, because they got something in return other than what I'm doing, what I'm doing publicly. So that's, that's, that's what I learned from TikTok. So uh, same thing, YouTube. Like, okay, so I have all these different areas of interest. I've got Star Wars. I'm Mr. Star Wars. That's, that's my big thing on YouTube. How can I... But how, what do I do with anime? Um, if I bring that to that platform, will, will that work? Is it, can, I, can I reinvent myself? And I'm like, uh, why? Why do you always try to, <laughs> to, to just branch out and do everything? Why not just do that one thing very well and just keep it with Star Wars? That's, that's enough. Well, why isn't that enough? So it's, again, it's this scarcity mentality I think, I hope I interpret that well, is like, oh, but it's, it's not enough. And, and what, if, what if Star Wars is not enough, you know? <laughs> um, and so I started this, this, this secondary channel and I was like, but I also want to do documentaries. How am I going to do that? How am I going to establish an audience for that? Well, maybe I should uh, start a documentary channel. And so I had a documentary channel. Well, but what about the mass? Oh, we need to do a mass channel. What about Lego? Let's do a Lego channel. Let's see if I can build that up and make that profitable. And, uh, and you know what the end result was? Or is? Because I haven't made that many changes yet. Um, I started to scatter myself over so many different pro- uh, projects. And I didn't have time or energy anymore um, to focus on that relationship. So I was, I was working for, for a couple of weeks. I've been so hyper-focused on creating these small you know, videos for YouTube and for TikTok. And then at the end of the day, I would be wiped out. I'd still be editing at 9 o'clock in the evening. And, uh, and I'm like, but I wanted to do... I wanted to build some Lego stuff and just, just chat with, with uh, the community while doing that. But I'm so tired. Oh, well, I'll do it next... I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow became, I'll do it next week. And the next week became, I'll do it when, when I've got my stuff better organized and I'm more efficient. And, and that's where the fatigue came in. And I think, like, <laughs> almost literally brought me to my knees, telling me something beyond the, the, the fatigue problems themselves. This is, sometimes you need a sign, right? And I'm not superstitious thinking that God will deliberately make me feel super tired so he can tell me something, but some... Sometimes events in your life that you did not um, that you did not expect can can stop you and 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 help you think. And so for the, for about two weeks now, I have had so little energy. But even you know, even though I had this perfect plan of how can I 
do this on Monday and this on Tuesday and this on Wednesday. Um, I could do nothing. I talked about that last week in case you missed that podcast. And so now the, the question is, so, but what is feasible? And what do you really want to do? If all the rest kind of fell, fell, fell apart because no energy, um, is there still something that remains? I'm thinking, yeah, the community. Or, or this, I can just go back to simple audio recording, going for a walk and, and just tell you what's going on in my life. And then the next step, of course, I get that feedback from Cliff. I'm thinking, you know what? I feel already that this is what I, what I needed to do. And that I don't need to change everything. But that the way it was actually had an intrinsic value. And by tweaking it and, and meddling with it... Oh, wait a minute. This is a private track. Uh, no, let's not do that. There's a guy who came out running out of this path, so I figured it was public, but private property. The dogs that they have guarding the whatever it is may be more dangerous than the ones that were walking behind me. <laughs> um, but that, so that feedback was a confirmation of something I felt, and there was also, you also had some feedback uh, about the break, so my, my main podcast. And there too, I'd been tweaking and like, okay, how can I repurpose this content? I sometimes get really like riled up by all these uh, internet gurus and that tell Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah, yeah, you just record this this one video and then you chop it up into 15 pieces of content and you put it in all the platforms and then you get so much more reach. Yeah, Mr. Vaynerchuk has an entire social media team of full-time employees that are the best of the best that do that for him. <laughs> I don't have those resources. So why should I listen to him? Because, you know, maybe in some other life, but not right now. Um, and so that's how I was also contemplating, oh, may maybe I should make some changes. Or how can I um, give myself more time and energy for the short form videos? Well, why don't, why don't I record the, the break on, on Friday during our community hour? Um, and I'll, I'll just have Inge, because we, we do that community hour together, and she'll can, she can just join me on the show. And, and after two, two episodes, I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is no longer the break. This is just not, this is not it. In a certain way, I'm, I'm happy I tried, because I immediately felt like, no, this is not it. This is not working. Um... And I even have that same feeling with the whole idea of community hour. That too was, I mean, it's, a, it's an attempt to bring the community together once a week. And then we just chat at the end of the week. Um, but it, it still feels kind of unnatural and forced. Like, okay, so what do we talk about then? And it's, um, it, 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 yeah. Again, it doesn't feel right. And... I thought I was the only one who noticed that, but then Inga also told me, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not myself when I'm, when we do that community hour. And I had that same feeling. So then, and this is where I've changed. I was like, okay, let's not do this anymore. Let's just change course and 
what I'm going to do is just continue doing the break and the walk the way I've always done them. Never change a winning horse. I don't know if it's ever been a winning horse, but I enjoy just chatting with you and walking here through the forest. And if that's good enough for you, then why wouldn't it good enough? Why wouldn't it be good enough for me? And then the other thing is, if you want to establish a real bond, a personal bond, and 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 foster and grow a relationship with a, an audience, be it where it may be, then you have to be there for them where they are. And you have to be there for them. And that was another, I think, mistake in my reasoning. It's like, well, but what if I do this one big channel and I go live and I try to maybe I'll even do simulcast simul, simulcasting on TikTok and on YouTube and we'll talk a bit of anime and also a little bit of about Star Wars and again like now that I step back a little bit I'm thinking well what no no that's that's going to give the people that are coming for Star Wars and want to chat with me about Andor and whatever the feeling that, well, hey, but he's not just there for us. He's also bringing in these anime people. And I don't care for anime. I don't really couldn't care less. And then the anime people is like, why is he talking so much about Star Wars? I thought that he was the anime guy. <laughs> we want to talk about that. And, and so it gives people the feeling that they're kind of not entirely fully 100 uh, percent. Well, that I am not 100 percent there for them. And this is also something I noticed for a while. I've been live streaming the recording of the, of the podcast. That too was like, okay, so I'm here in an open chat. I encourage people to share their thoughts in the comments, but I'm performing a show. <laughs> I'm recording something and I stream that live, but I'm not really there for the people that are, that are, that want me to engage in a conversation. And if I, try to bring in what the chat room says, then the audio listeners are going to say, well, hey, I thought we were talking, and now all of a sudden you're talking to people that I don't see. You're referring to all sorts of visual things that I can't see or discern. I'm out of here. And you know what? I actually have exact that exact same um, feeling when other people do that to me. Like Cliff gave me some feedback on, on you know, co-hosted shows and he said that's not why i listen to you i'm listening to father roderick but the moment you start bringing in other people that i don't have that same bond with um then yeah i'm just not going to listen anymore and i was like okay yep that is totally me there are a couple of people that i follow on youtube um ali abdal um uh matt diavella uh, some kind of YouTube experts. And I love their personal content. I love it when they tell me, it's like, so here's what I'm currently working on. And I'm, I just read this book. And oh my gosh, I learned so much. Let me break it down for you. But then at one point, oh, the, the, the minimalists also did this. I really like that interaction between these two friends. And, and I've learned so much of them. And then all of a sudden they go like commercial. <laughs> And, and to make more content, they start 
building this big podcasting studio. And they, instead of having that banter that I enjoyed so much, that was so, in a way, also kind of not very polished, polished, um, didn't have all the fancy cameras and all the editing and background music. It was just them. And then they started to bring in guests and, and it turned into an interview show with all these people that I was like, yeah, but I'm sure that it's interesting, but seriously, I'm not going to watch this. And I start, stopped watching a lot of these YouTubers the moment they brought in other people. And it's not because I, I, I didn't want to learn from them, or, but it's like it's almost as if they were uh, letting me know that, that they felt that they were not enough themselves, that they had to bring in all these other experts. And um, I rarely listen to interview shows. I like, um, well, unless it's like news shows or specific podcasts that, that, that with an interviewer who is, where it's a really about how someone did something or created something. I like those kind of interviews where like the, the it's not a back and forth but it's just uh, a program where the creators for instance are are the centerpiece of of the content and then i will just pick and choose i was like okay i i want to listen to this guy but seriously this topic and this lady or or uh, or sir um, and they are undoubtedly very knowledgeable but i'm not interested in what they do um whereas if it's a one-on-one I'll watch almost everything of or anything of certain people just because I I like their personality and I want to be involved in or well, maybe not really involved in their lives but I want to kind of follow them along where, wherever they may go. And uh another thing following this Lego guy Jang Jang Bricks I think is his name. He's he's one of the top 3 uh Lego reviewers. He's a great guy, very sympathetic, very calm voice. He does a terrific job, super dependable, always every week he's there with at least two or three videos and they're all done in the same style. And it's this kind of really pleasant way of reviewing Lego and it's not pretentious, there's no swearing, there's no, you know, over the top look at me. Um, he's just doing a fine job and and then he started to branch out. He's like, okay, I want to do live builds. So here's my secondary Lego channel. And then I have, I'm building this Lego city. So here's another um, YouTube channel where I built that city. And then I have the, the, the building where I, it's just the, the, the clicking of the bricks. It's ASMR. And then I have the other building channel where it's me talking also and interacting. I'm like, dude, just, it's all Lego. Just put it on one channel. Like, I'm never going to follow all those channels. It's way too much content. And then I look in the mirror. And I'm telling myself, hey, Father Roderick, what about your, what is it, 18 YouTube channels? <laughs> Nobody is asking for that. Nobody wants you to do that. You're just overfeeding your audience out of fear that, you, that you're not good enough, that it's not good enough. Um... Instead of investing in the audiences that you already have. So, this is a long story. But to break it down to it's the essential message. 
What, what, what have I learned or what am I learning? Um, first of all, um, I fell into the same trap that I fell in many times before in my life. Trying to do so many things at once, thereby losing focus on what it's truly about, what I truly love. And there are two things that I love doing on, on social media and in the digital realm, and that is to help people and to, to share what I've learned and what I've discovered, share my enthusiasm. It's about sharing and it's about telling stories. I love, love making these documentaries, but not for the purpose of just like, I need a source of income and it has to be this or that. No, I, I just love filming. I love editing, but I want to do it at my pace and not with that pressure of like, oh, self-imposed deadlines and stuff. Um, I'd rather do one documentary really well and, and take my time uh, rather than trying to do 30 in a year. Um, so those two things have been completely snowed under. It's the wrong season to use that metaphor by all the other stuff that I felt I needed to do, that I was trying out. And now it's time to step on a break and tell myself, wait, you tried, at least you tried. And you now have to evaluate, did this work? Now, I'm not the only one to make that evaluation. I also talked about the same problem with uh, the, the um, supervisory board, and they too said the same thing. You're doing too much. We don't want you to do all this. <laughs> we don't want you to branch out into all these different platforms. Why don't you just go back to what you do really well and, and let go of the rest? You don't even have to kind of close it all down. But just let it, let it be. Just don't, don't invest in it anymore. And, but instead invest in what you truly think you you, know, you should do as part of our mission. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's why I am right now. And it's, it's, I think it's good. I think I'm at the point now in my life where I, I think I can, it's much easier for me to let go of, of stuff that I tried and then quickly, um, course correct before the whole thing crashes. <laughs> comes tumbling down. This is one of the major reasons that I keep asking people to give me feedback. It's what I constantly do on TikTok. It's like, okay, so what else should I check out? What do you like? And then and I, I, I do some videos and I'm like, okay, Lord of the Rings, I love it. I would like to have a second life where I can only talk about Lord of the Rings. But A, I'm not an expert. And B, this audience couldn't care less because nobody watches those videos. That is telling me something. So who am I to say to my audience, but I know what is good for you. Here, this is what you like. Wait a minute, you don't want to consume that. But let me just try again. Let me do another thing. Hey, here's something else. It's Again, it's not what you really are here for. But yeah, this is great. I like doing this. It all starts with listening. What do people seek? And, and then it's my, the question I have to ask myself is, how can I use that hook in a certain way, that, that entry point, that, that first contact 
to build upon and how can I create community? And the last question I have to ask myself is, so how will that benefit the work that I do and how can I finance that and how will it bring in money, etc.? If you start with that question without investing in the relationship, then obviously that's, that's going to lead nowhere. And it's, I'm not against a, also having a business mentality. I think it's important to, to um, make sure that you meet ends, make ends meet. Uh, I'm very much against that whole idea of, well, it's just providence, you know. If God wants me to do this, he'll just send some, some golden coins from the skies. I think that's temerity. I don't think that it works like that. But, um, oh, I'm getting close to the big road here but I, I now I don't know if I have to go left or right I've been wandering in this forest for a while I think I have to go to the right to go back home anyway um, so but I, I'd rather approach it and this is probably why again I'll, I'll ask for advice and and some assistance in this uh, there are other ways to make sure to give me that kind of financial freedom to do what I want um, than, than trying to make everything <laughs> work towards the Patreon community. Um, so that leaves me with the, the final question, or actually two questions. Um, so what do I do with that podcast feed that, I, that I'm currently doing uh, for the patrons? Uh, which has been all over the place <laughs> and I've made changes very often um, they're building a, a fence here on the right and apparently the boss doesn't think that the other guys have done a good job so he's telling them to, uh, <laughs> to make some changes so uh, am I going to continue that or not I like doing it i like just going for these walks and just talk about uh, tv shows and it's very much like a segment of what i normally do in in, uh, during the break but it may not be why why the patrons are are listening to that maybe they want some something else i i just don't know so far i'm just going to keep it like it as it is Um, but i'm thinking well yeah i need to rethink that especially if it takes away too much time which it doesn't right now um, and the second question is, okay, th- those documentaries, I've, I have been working on my Italy stuff and I loved it. I still really want to tell those stories and I, um, and I could do it for TV as well. The thing is, if I, the moment I get a, uh, I get into a, a business relationship with TV, you get that pressure again. You get those time constraints and deadlines and I, I am not sure if I want to go back into that uh, into that rat race I'd rather just make something and then offer it um, rather than the other way around have a contract and then where am I going to find the time or the energy to to put all these shows together so that's still still up in the air I don't have an answer to that but uh But I'm already glad that <laughs> I've been able to do a bit of course correction when it comes to certain other aspects. And, and, and one thing 
I believe uh, is always worth my time is uh, having these conversations with you here on the walk, uh, during live stream, whenever I'm building Lego, or, um, or, or even on TikTok. That is, that's the biggest challenge right now. But I think that that practice makes perfect and it's better, <laughs> better, done is better than perfect, right? So I have to let go of my own perfectionism um, and, and trust my intuition. And that was the biggest confirmation that I had when listening to Cliff's feedback. It's like, you basically, you, you say what I've already told myself. <laughs> I just needed that extra sign, that extra confirmation that, um, yeah, it's time for a course correction. That's what I wanted to share with you. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this. <laughs> I was looking at the, the time that I was recording. It's about uh, 15 minutes. Um, and, and thank you for sticking around. Thank you for going with me through the the rigmarole of all these different things that I'm trying out uh, it's it, for me it's a way to discover what I do and I keep ending up in these situations where I wonder like man what am I doing <laughs> I should totally do something else I should reboot I should so <laughs> it does make life very interesting let's put it that way <laughs> it does make also for a maybe very frenzy type of experience on your on your end for which i apologize but i hope by sharing it with you it's hopefully something that uh, that you can at least see as part of of my journey it's part of my my way my personal way of figuring things out and learning from my mistakes and also learning from the stuff that I, that feels good and that makes me happy and gives me energy all right Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. God bless.